Welcome to Awaken Your Soul, the show which brings you inspiring, empowering, and sometimes, quite frankly, mind-blowing conversations about life, death, and everything in between. This is a place which will open up your mind and take your soul for a spin. My name is Agnes, and I'm your host. Let's begin this dance. Welcome to the very first episode of Awaken Your Soul. And I feel like I need to take a deep breath because I am so, so excited to do this. But at the same time, I'm asking myself, what am I doing? And I guess I decided to follow a voice inside me. I think it is the voice of a little girl who's telling me to let go of the fear and to just go for it. And it is not easy. I have been a professional dancer my whole life and I fell in love with dancing and movement and music when I was very little and movement and dancing has been a form of expression for me for most of my life and I guess somewhere along the journey my actual voice got suppressed and there was quite a bit of trauma around that. So this podcast, this project is a part of my healing and it is part of my transformation and it is a way for me to claim my voice back. So it is something which is very, very dear to my heart and I'll share more about my journey in the future But for now, I want to invite you to the very first conversation with my guest. And it is a very special conversation. His name is Riz Mirza. And he is a master trans channel, a shaman, a psychic medium, and a spiritual teacher, and a truly special and beautiful soul. And Riz will be taking us into the world of channeling, how he connects with other realms, and about how we can tap in into our own intuition, how we can receive guidance and use more than our five senses. This conversation is not your typical one. But I feel if you can have your mind open, there is lots of wisdom and uh, true empowerment. So I hope you're going to open yourself up and enjoy the conversation. So I am so excited to have you here on my podcast and thank you so much Riz for saying yes to doing this conversation with me. I want to really, really welcome you to the Awaken Your Soul podcast and I can't think of a better 
guest than I'm you. So, uh, thank you so much, Agnes. It's an honor to be here. And something that you just said is very powerful. It's something that I've been thinking about for a little while. You said, thank you for saying yes. And mm. I've been having this conversation with people saying, why don't we say yes more instead of no? And mm. that the word yes sends a positive vibration. It sends an, a vibration that you are willing to go with the flow of life, that you are saying yes to your life rather than we are constantly talking about what we don't want. I think that this message of awakening your soul that your show is about is really about awakening to the possibilities of what you do want, what you do feel that you can align with and what you can manifest with and what you can more than anything, free yourself of fear. That is so true. And, you know, this is a huge yes for me doing this podcast because, you know, this is out of my comfort zone. It's a new venture and it's something which I admire people for doing and I wanted to do for so long. And I'm so grateful. I said yes to myself. And like you said, it's just letting go of the fear and being open to the opportunities. That's yes. what this whole, this new wave of this opportunity through the internet is it's incredible. I really feel that the internet has been this powerful gift from the universe, which was placing the power in people's hands to share information, to not have to think about, oh, you need a television show or you need to get a book published by a publishing house. Now we can put information out immediately. We can go live on video, we can have podcasts, and we can have blogs and we can have YouTube channels. And this is where the truest, I feel the freshest information is, is through this medium now. And since we're talking about mediums, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I'm, you know what? I'm so excited that we're going to talk about that because you are a trans channel medium. Yes. And I want you to tell the listeners what that is. What do you do? Because I feel like people hear the word medium, but I think there's a lot of like confusion, right? What okay, is so all about? about those terms? Yes. So we have what's called a psychic. Then we have a medium then we have a channel or a channeler. And there's other words as well, but I'm not, I don't want to go over every single term, but let's talk about those three basic terms. So a psychic, what someone would call a clairvoyant, which simply means clear seeing, a psychic is one who is able to see events or how your path is unfolding in the future. They are able to also look into the past and into the present. It's not just about the future. A psychic mm. means that their psychic energy or their psychic senses give them, an, I want to say, an insight into what has happened before, what is happening now, and what is probably most likely going to happen in the future. Now, why do I say most likely? Is don't we just have a destiny and a fate? No. If a child is born with musical ability, which is a gift, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a top musician. They have to take lessons and they have to practice, even though the gift is already there. You can't just say, this kid is destined to be a great musician. Well, not if they don't practice. So a good psychic is able to look at where you have been. That means what your path has been like so far. And they're able to go very, very deep and understand where your psychic energy is and what you are creating, though you don't realize it. 
So the vibrations you are sending out into the future, they are able to tap into that field of energy and they're able to read it. And they can say, you think you're going to the left, but actually your energy is making you go to the right. And so they have that gift. Now, a medium is one who specifically connects with those people who have crossed over to the other side. So we have seen mediums on television. We have now there's maybe three or four medium shows on television, which people are familiar with. Now, a psychic is not necessarily a medium. And a medium is not necessarily a psychic. I feel that mediums are mostly born, they're not made. Meaning, medium is something that you're kind of born with and you can develop. A psychic, you can learn to increase your psychic senses, but I'm not quite sure if one can really become a medium unless they already have it within them. So, Mm. next is the channel. This is far more rare. A trans channel. Well, let's talk about the word channeling. What does it yes. mean? People are tuned into YouTube channels. I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> That's mine, is right. called, mine is called The Magical Life. And now you have this channel of awakening your soul. So people are tuning in. So what is a channel? We have the English channel, <laughs> which, is a, which is basically what? We cut away land so that water can flow through it. And that's called the channel. And really, that is what is going on. A channel is a person who is able to allow the energy, the spiritual energy, the wisdom from the universe, from the ancestors, from your spirit guides, to come through them. They become a vessel, an open vehicle for this divine, I I really feel it is the proper word, divine universal wisdom to come through you. Now, some channels can do it sitting here the way I'm sitting with you, and they can kind of go into a meditative state and start channeling information. But a trance channel is a person who actually enters into a trance state, meaning it's like going to sleep. And they're unaware of what is going on for the next period of time. And the spirit guide speaks through them. And that is quite rare. Some of the famous channels that were in the past were Jane Roberts, who channeled books called Seth, which is S-E-T-H, Seth material. And then one of the most famous channels right now is Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham. Have you seen her? Yes, I actually saw her live. I went to one of her events and it was quite interesting to be able to witness that. It and is. Yes, and actually I have to say that the first time I experienced seeing a trans channel, it was when I came to your event, right? Because you circle hold those light. circle of light, exactly. And I've been to quite a few. And that was my very first experience to actually see, you know, within a couple of feet in front of me, how you went into that meditative state and how, you know, you are able to open yourself up and you channel. And I have to say, it was mind-blowing. Like, I remember there was one of the circles where there were so many people. So it was, um, I was looking at my recording of it. It was four hours long. Wow. Because you are so incredible that you go to each single person and you channel a specific message for those people, right? Yes, which is, um, I say to myself sometimes, Boy, am I crazy for doing that? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? I have to tell you, I never forget that experience. I was sitting on the chair and for those four hours, I barely moved. I was so captivated just to be able to witness, you know, that 
that ability you had and every single word you said, it was so meaningful. It meaningful. was amazing. Yes. 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 So let's talk about that. Now, people who are listening to this podcast right now, every single person who's listening right now has channeled before. Now, what does that mean? Because mm. the word channeling simply means you are out of the way and allow energy or information or in action to come through you without any hesitation, without any tension, conflict, or resistance, and it lands exactly where it is supposed to land. Now, what does that mean? So athletes call this being in the zone. That means that they are doing their sport, but time seems to stand still. It is kind of like they're out of their body. Musicians know it when they are in the groove, meaning they're playing the song and they're playing the drums or the bass or singing or rapping, and they don't even know what's going on. And suddenly the song is finished and they go, oh my God, how did that just come out of me? Now, it's not just with the arts. It can happen. You could be an accountant and channel. You can be a professor of the sciences and get up in front of the classroom and suddenly all the information comes through you. So four hours sitting in that channeling circle and that circle, which if people listening would like to be a part of now is online every Sunday, they can find me. They can just go to my website, which is rizmirza.com, R-I-Z-M-I-R-Z-A.com. And they can watch this channeling from wherever they are in the world. It doesn't matter because now, thanks to the current situation, everybody's doing uh, the Zoom broadcasts. But this kind of channeling is a very, I feel a very ancient art. Back in the days of the tribes, all of us, no matter what ethnicity you are from, before organized religion, we were all in tribes. There was always a holy man or holy woman. There was always elders. There were shamans. And their spiritual practice on how they understood life, how they found peace, was to sit in a circle and the shaman or the channeler or the holy person would go into that state. And this is in every culture. This is not just in, uh, I'm Indian, but not just in Indian culture, but in African culture, in Eastern European culture, everywhere you go, Celtic culture, these channeling is a part of our ancient roots. And this is an art, but I'd like to talk about it sometimes as a science because we are talking about frequency. Now, Frequency, what do we mean? Okay, all information is frequency. When we had radios, when we were kids with the antenna or the TV before there was cable, right now, wherever you are, frequencies are flying around you. They are radio frequencies and they are television frequencies. And if you have the proper device, like an antenna, you can reach up into the air and the antenna will grab that frequency and there will be a television show on the screen. Turn the channel, if you turn the channel, go to the next channel, channel four or five or six or seven, the picture will change and the, and the information will change. So our spirit guides, and we have them, they're all around us. This whole universe is filled with information and energy in the form of frequency. So the human being, the vessel of the body is actually a channel. It receives information. The more we take care of our body, the more we take care of our mental state and are able to get into a peaceful and quiet state of mind, the better we are able to connect to our spirit guides and to connect to the universe. 
So the spirit guides are, who are they? Well, from my experience, I can tell you that they are highly evolved souls that are not in physical bodies and are helping those who are in the physical bodies go through their life. This life experience is our school, and you might consider the spirit guides our guidance counselors. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> now, how do we hear them? Listen, you're all, believe it or not, you've already heard them. It's part of your conscience. It's part of the intuition where you say to yourself, maybe I need to call that person. Mm. And what's happening is the spirit guide is whispering in your ear, call that person. Suddenly have this message. And the messages take many different forms. They could come through you and your meditation. They can come through another person telling you something randomly. And they can also come through dreams. So opening up your channel, mm. opening up your own personal channel is a big part of my work. That is amazing. And I feel like, you know, you've been such an incredible spiritual teacher to me for over the last few years. And I feel like that's what, what I got so much out of, you know, your teachings and your guidance that I feel more empowered. And I feel like I feel more connected that I do receive that guidance. You know, I do feel like I listen, I'm more in tune with that higher wisdom, right? Where I don't feel lost and confused as much and feel like, oh, I have to go, you know, for answers to other people. I feel like I'm more empowered within myself that, okay, you know, I can actually tune in and I can feel what is the message? What is the direction? Yes, we can still, as we get better ourselves, we become more open to receiving the messages. I'm always open to a reading. A few months ago, I was passed by this crystal shop and there was this wonderful tarot reader and I'm a psychic medium for 20 years. And I went in and said, I'd love a reading. Yes. I got a great tarot reading. And, you know, I think that it's good to get readings, even if you are skilled at tuning in because it shows that you're flexible. Mm. It also helps you have a different perspective. I say to people, those people who are, curious to get readings, some people who don't believe in readings at all. I just say this, always be open to another perspective. You know, in the department stores or clothing stores, you know that uh, when you try clothes on and you step up, there's these three mirrors, one in front of you and one to the left and one to the right. Yes. Boy, those can really do damage to you mentally. <laughs> <laughs> That's because true. <laughs> you step up there, you know, you're so used to seeing yourself you know, frontally, like, you know, you yes. look straight on. And then you have those two mirrors on the side of you. And suddenly you go, oh my God, is that how I stand? Oh my God, is that, wait, why is my neck like in that position? Or why is my shoulder like that? And then yes. you start to correct yourself. And then you start to really, if it doesn't drive you crazy, <laughs> you sure. there, right? And you start to correct yourself. Mm. Because you realize how you look from another angle or perspective. You know, that is so true. And I had that experience, I think, at the last circle yeah. of light when I came and, you know, I felt like that deep need of like slowing down and taking time for myself and nurturing myself. So I was actually, I took like two months of work just to follow that inner feeling, right? And then, you know, you're channeling and my turn came. And the first thing you said is, 
you need to slow down. Wow. You need to Yes, and you said my animal spirit was this little turtle who was teaching me that going slow can be beautiful. And uh-huh. I was and I was like and I thought I am going slow, but then I realized I was not. Even though I took time from work, I was so just busy doing this and doing that and going here and like you said that different perspective, even though something I knew I should be doing, hearing from you, it was a whole nother level of understanding. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is why I have been saying to people, you are not just born with five senses. There is a sixth sense, of course, like the old movie, The Sixth Sense. And all human beings are born with this sense that we can call intuition and this point between our eyebrows, which we refer to as the third eye, this connection to the pineal gland. So this third eye, which is not only referenced in ancient Indian culture, but is also referenced in Egyptian culture. It's referenced, I've seen it in Asian culture also. So what is this? What is this idea that we have a sixth sense? Are we all supposed to be mediums or psychics or channels? No, not professionally. We're not all meant to be singers professionally, but every single person can learn how to sing better. Every single person can learn how to dance better. You may not end up being a professional, but you can be better than where you are. And your life will benefit from being better spiritually, psychically. So there's a lot of meditations people can do. I teach this to people. I'm always happy to teach people if they want to reach out to me. But if you can't get to a person to teach you, YouTube is filled with guided meditations. I tell people all the time, there's no excuse. If you don't know someone that you can hire to teach you meditation, or if you don't have money to hire someone to teach you meditation, well, you can go online and there's YouTube videos for free, but you have to do it. Mm. You have to sit there plug in your headphones. I always recommend that you put the headphones in your ears that cover your ears, not just the earbuds, because it's good to not have any noise from your house while you're meditating. And just follow along to guided meditation. Everyone can do this anywhere that has the internet. Yes, that is such an amazing advice because I feel like, you know, people are craving for deeper connection to themselves, right? To really understand themselves, like what are they doing in life? And and a lot of times, you know, it can be quite tricky to navigate that. So meditation is such an amazing tool, which anybody can do it, right? And like everything, you know, we get better at it because I think people are scared of the word meditation. I hear that a lot, like, oh, I cannot meditate, right? So your advice is, it's priceless. It's as easy as going to YouTube, right? Picking a meditation. and Yes, and and you might have to go through a few different videos because, you know, there's different voices. You just type in guided meditation And, you know, some voice will resonate with you where you say, I like this voice and some don't. I particularly like, I like the British accent voices. Mm, (laughs) They're very calming when they say, close your eyes. (laughs) That's right. I'm right there. Boy, I love that accent. But you might find a different voice that suits you. You know, this has never been brought to us, certainly in the West and even in the East. Listen, I'm Indian. and My family's in India. And let me tell you, they don't teach you meditation even in Indian schools. So it's not just, we're talking about 
really something that crosses all borders. Meditation, many people feel they cannot do it, but mm. guided meditation really helps because I find that those of my students who can't practice without a person telling them, close your eyes now, breathe for six seconds, hold your breath for six seconds, exhale. They need someone to tell them that. And that's fine. You start off this way. And ultimately, you will find yourself in a place where you can do the meditations on your own without that kind of guidance. So the sixth sense, why don't we teach it in schools, Agnes? Why don't we? Oh, my goodness, Riz. Exactly. You know, like, I feel like there's so many things which they should be taught in school, you know, and they are not the sixth sense. It's like, it's essential, right? It's so essential. To our being. And, you know, I think I say there's more than even just six senses. What about our Mm. sense of balance? What about our sense of justice? What about our sense of self? There's so many different senses that are innate to a human being. And we are... Listen, we barely focus on the five physical senses because nobody's focusing on the smell sense. Mm. We have to learn again, oh, aromatherapy. Yes, I can smell different fragrances and it activates my body in different ways. We have been out of touch with Mm. these very natural and profound and ancient philosophies that we are energy that we are intelligence, that we are a feeling of love. And why just these simple words are not spoken to us when we are very young. Mm. And if there can just be addressed, why couldn't meditation be 20 minutes as part of how we start the day in school and how we end the day in school? What is so difficult? 20 minutes, 15 minutes. We can't have 15 minutes of meditation before the day starts and at the end. So I feel is going to be on the rise. I think the next wave of education will be to, part of it will be that we have to make sure that a sense of self, I want to call it self-awareness, self-wellness, self-care is where we begin. Because look at the state of where mental health is right now, we're putting a lot of kids on medications. Yes. Some of them, maybe some of them do need it, but a majority do not actually because nobody has a time or makes Mm. the time and commitment to the emotional growth. We are not letting ourselves slow down, as you said, Yes. (laughs) you know, uh, enough to realize this. But if we don't slow down, certain things will make us slow down. And as we know, we don't need to get into it right now. But you know, what's happening in the world, one of the biggest things is that the slowdown is happening. And we're going to pay attention to more important matters, which is our well being. Absolutely. And I want to talk for a few minutes about you touched on that, that as a channel, you're able to connect to the other side, to the guides and to the loved ones who passed. And, you know, I think that's an area in our life because it's such a mystery, right? Like death and what happens after death. And, you know, we've all lost people we really deeply loved. And, you know, it's heartbreaking. There's so much grief around it. And 
myself, I thought it helped me so much opening myself up to yes. that realm and connecting and understanding what happens with the soul. And you've been such a great teacher. And I have to say, without that, I don't think I would be where I am in my emotional fitness and well-being if not for that knowledge and that experience. So could you talk a little bit about like what happens like on the other side and like what messages typically the people we've lost would like to share with us? Okay. Thank you for asking that. And thank you for all, all the love that you show Agnes. And I'm, I'm always very grateful for people who understand the depth of the work because we are moving from the traditional readings we still should have. It's so it's so fun, informative, and intriguing when we get a psychic reading. So yes, get them. But where psychic readings have now grown into is beyond just predictions, which are always fun, but they start going into transformational thinking, going into your psyche, going into your psychic realm. The psychic is able to go in and say, here's where you could change your reality by changing how you're seeing things mm. and helping you to deprogram beliefs or patterns that began with whatever trauma you had. We all have had trauma. How do we know? Because you're a human being and this planet, every single human being has had trauma. Yes. So when I am going into the realm of channeling, I'd like to really talk about this. And can I talk to you a little bit about how it began with me? Oh my goodness. Yes, please. Okay. So when I was about seven years old, I was with my mom who was visiting a friend of hers. This is back on the East Coast in New York City. And I was just, you know, moms bring their kid with them when they have to visit someone and the kid is always bored. <laughs> so I remember being there as she was talking to her friend. I was just standing there in the apartment. And out of nowhere, I felt an, I looked at a sofa and I felt an overwhelming urge to just blurt out, an old man died on that couch. Mm. And I said this out loud at seven years old. And I don't even know why I said it. It just came out of my mouth. But it was what I felt. And they stopped talking. And my mom was completely perplexed. But the other woman, her friend, said, that's true. Actually, my father died on that couch a few months ago. And my mom didn't know that that had happened. Like she didn't realize that was in the house or was on that couch, she knew, you know, and I certainly didn't know. And then they asked me, do you see him? And I said, no, I don't see him, but I just know it. I look over there and I know it, I can feel it. So that was my first experience as a medium. What began to happen over the course of the next 20 years, <laughs> I think I was 27, when I actually sat in a channeling circle. And of course, the channel told me I would be doing this one day. And I thought it was crazy. I was playing music. I was a singer. I was an artist. And I went to a channeling circle just to get messages about when is my band going to release our first record? What's mm -hmm. going to happen in this relationship I'm in? Things that people ask at channeling circles, regular real life questions. And boy, I watched this man in New York City. His name is Alex Murray, and he's a much older gentleman now, probably close to retiring. 
And I watched him. I went to one of his circles. Someone said to me, would you like to get some messages? I said, yes. They said, well, this guy, he leaves his body and spirit guides speak through him. And I said, oh, my God, I have to see that. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, can you imagine that? Yeah, I know you're laughing because it's yes. like, wow. <laughs> so I, went, <laughs> I went, Agnes, to a circle and sat on a couch. Yes. And I met this gentleman who at the time was maybe in his 50s. Now he must be 80. And, um, I mean, I sat there. I didn't know anyone, really, except my friend who brought me. And there were other people who obviously had been to this experience before. And there were other people who I knew it was their first time. And he proceeded to explain channeling. Then he did the meditation. And he told me spirit guides were going to speak through him. And let me tell you, I was excited, but I was scared too. Because mm. I thought, what is going to happen? Are the objects on the table going to start floating in the air? What's going to happen? <laughs> I had seen too many movies. Sure. So... um. He went into trance. His voice changed. The guy that I just knew 10 minutes ago disappeared, and the spirit guide is speaking through him. And I remember watching him so closely, and I was thinking to myself, either this is the greatest actor I have ever seen in my entire life, or this is real. And I knew it was real because the messages were so profound and when he went around to each person, I was blown away because I saw people being really affected at how accurate the messages were for them. And then when that spirit guide got to me, boy, I thought I got the worst message. I thought they don't know me, you know, <laughs> they, how could they say this about me, that I would be doing this kind of work one day. And, but how did they know that I had that psychic experiences in my life? That surprised me mm. because no one knew that. I never told anyone about that. And it took me nine years to listen to those messages. Mm. Finally, I was very stubborn. You know, people tell me they think they're stubborn. No, I was the most stubborn. Yeah. And when I finally gave in, and this is the important part for everyone who's listening right now, I want to talk about how I actually um, opened up. Yes. So the way I opened up was I had to re I really suffered. I had gone through, my brother had died suddenly and that was a huge heartbreak for me then i had a relationship that had broken up and i had was going nowhere in my career as an artist and mm. i went into a deep depression that depression lasted about nine months and it was really where i couldn't really feel much taste much enjoy anything and right around the ninth month i thought you know, am I going crazy? What do I have to do? Do I have to go on medication? People were saying, you're so depressed, maybe you should be on medication. And I went, no, I'm never going to do that. And it was not my path. And I need to somehow start meditating again. I never even did that. But what started happening was I entered into a space mentally where I was almost kind of like checked out. You, do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And I was going through life kind of checked out. And I would be sitting on a subway in New York City and suddenly, you know, I would close my eyes and I would think someone's sitting next to me and I would open my eyes and there would be no one sitting next to me. I started to feel mm -hmm. something around me. Then I would be on the bus or sitting in a restaurant and I wanted to turn to the person next to me and say, do you know someone named Sarah? 
you know, like something like that. Yes. And I, I was so depressed that I just didn't care anymore. So I started actually saying it to people. I would turn around and I would say, excuse me. And they would say, yes. And I would say, um, you may find this is strange, but I have a very strong intuition. And I just wanted to tell you, I feel like I have something I want to tell you. And mm. some people would be very freaked out. And they would say, no, don't tell me anything. And some people would say, is it good? If it's good, just tell me. So I yeah, say, yeah. I don't, I'll tell you. So I, I would say the message and it would be correct. So I started just giving little readings to friends for, you know, like for free, like to practice, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I could feel spirit guides. Now I had watched that channel for so many years and I think it started to rub off. Like I was learning, it was my training to sit mm-hmm. in those groups, to surrender, to listen, to feel the energies. So the spirit guides all have different names. Some people think of the spirit guides as Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Quan Yin. Some people have Native American spirit guides, but there's no rules as to who could be spirit guides. Sometimes they have a very simple name. Your spirit guide could be named John. Mm-hmm. It could be named Sarah. It's not about the fancy name or they have to be some famous person that were on the planet at some point. Your spirit guides are beings, souls, who have been with you for many lifetimes. Mm. They have been with you many lifetimes and they have been guiding you through each incarnation so that you are gathering, you could call it your learning lessons, but I like to say that you're experiencing all of reality. You are a man, you're a woman, you're a black, you're a white, you're a brown, you're a red, you're, you die young, you die old, you, one life you're rich, one life you're poor, one life you're in the middle, all of these different things. One life, you're a really good person. One life, you're kind of a bad person. But this is the totality of the experience of the soul. And the guides are with you throughout all of these experiences. There's, um, in my book, The Nine Keys, um, which I really recommend for people to read because it is a book that is completely channeled by the spirit guides. I went into trance right? That is an unconscious state. When I go into trance and the guides come through me, I don't remember anything, but they dictated an entire book. And um, each chapter is from a different spirit guide. Now, these spirit guides, some of them um, have been famous people on the planet. In my book, I channeled Helen Keller. The book is called The Nine Keys, and her chapter was The Key to Understanding. Now, who better than Helen Keller, who could not speak or hear or see, who better than her to teach us about how to understand because she was the master of understanding. So the guides all have a specific theme. Red Eagle is my main spirit guide who speaks through me and gives messages to each person. And he's kind of like a grandfather, warrior, Mm -hmm. strong, but loving and funny. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he's kind of like, (laughs) Esther Hicks channels Abraham, I channel Red Eagle. And as you're laughing because you know how funny he can yes, be. Yes, yes. And boy, he can take his uh, tomahawk and scalp you. <laughs> oh, yes. You've seen it happen. Oh, but- I've seen it happen. Yeah, I love Red Eagle. He's so incredible, but his messages are like straight to the point. I love it. <laughs> like an arrow, I say, you know, it's Red Eagle's arrow got you. Yes, that is so, so true. But it's like you get it, you know? It's like that inner knowing that like, yeah, oh my goodness, how could I not 
realize that, right? Right. And so the channeling is help is super helpful because I feel like it's an education. And when you read channeled books or channeled uh, transcripts online, or you watch really good channels, you open yourself up to freeing yourself of fear, freeing Mm. yourself of victimhood, freeing yourself of blame, freeing yourself of all negative emotions. And you begin to return to your freedom, your truth, which is you are love. That is your truth. You are love. You didn't even Mm. come here to get it. You are it. And you Mm. can radiate it. You can give it. You can pour it into your creative projects. You can really just be in the gratitude of that. And that's one of my big messages with channeling. And you were asking me about these, what is their message? I have found that the the messages from the spirit guides have been that the thing that will take away most of your pain is finding gratitude. Mm. And, you know, we're talking about it in simple terms here, but let's really think about it. We have all been through serious pain. And we when gratitude cuts through pain, it is a part of you that it will always save you. Practicing gratitude is really the key. How do we practice gratitude? Well, you can start with being grateful for what you have, what you Mm -hmm. see, what you get to see with your physical eyes, whether it's nature or whether it's a beautiful building, whether it's that you're glad that you have five fingers and, you know, and a thumb or whatever, four fingers and a thumb. It could be that you're grateful for the way something tastes but it has to start somewhere that's very real. And this is what I feel has been my key into um, going into the trance state, into the channeling state. I actually go into a state of gratitude, Mm. love, and I get very, very vulnerable Mm. and very, very sensitive. So those who are listening who are feel very sensitive, bring your sensitivity into a state of strength, meaning your sensitivity is your strength. Every great artist, every great singer, every great dancer, every great filmmaker, they are sensitive, very sensitive. And that's why they're able to do what they do in a way that inspires you. So thanks to their sensitivity. And by the way, what about even athletes who are super strong? They're super sensitive. That's how they got that strong. That's why they knew how to work out. That's how they knew how to control their bodies because they were listening. Hmm. So deep listening really only happens when you practice meditation. Wow, that's so beautiful. You know, I got chills when you were talking about gratitude because I feel like, and I've shared that with you, you know, I lost somebody I really loved. It's going to be two years soon. And, you know, I went through this deep, state of this darkness and you know as sorrow and pain and anger and all that and at that point I didn't know how I ever going to get out of it and I feel like the transformation start to happen when I started to be grateful you know that I can still go on and be living and experience those things I was starting to being grateful for the pain because that made me appreciate life so much more. So thank uh, you. Thank oh, you that you mentioned, good. yes, the pain. And, you know, I was thinking the other day because I feel like that's when my transformation really happened because it made me really, like, go deep and ask those life questions and, and really expand 
And I feel like that was like the greatest pain. And I say the greatest because there's so many amazing things happened because of that experience. So you found the gift in something that was so painful. Yes. And that gift was you found the essence of what life meant for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do feel that, that if it wasn't for my own brother's death, I never would have been a channel. I never Mm. would have gotten to this level because how can I help people with their pain unless I've experienced gut-wrenching pain? Yes. And the kind of pain that kills you. And I have to say this, that which kills you can also rebirth you. It can rebirth you. Yes. My friends out there, it can rebirth you, whatever pain that has damn near killed you. Oh, yes. Let it rebirth you and let it show you the magic that is happening in your life at this very moment. You might be upset right now. You might be bored in life, I mean. You might be confused. You might be whatever emotion you're feeling that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Understand that there is some magic happening deep under the surface. It's like in winter when the trees are barren underneath the soil. There is a lot happening to get ready for the spring. And Mm -hmm. this is, and we're in the spring now. And what I want to say to your listeners is, is, and I think we're going to need to do a part two of this, Agnes. Definitely. Ruth, if I could, I would keep you here like all day. (laughs) All right. We're going to do part two. I wanted to end with this last message is try to remember that there is magic happening under the surface of whatever it is you're experiencing right now. And if you surrender to understanding that there's magic happening, even when it is painful, then your peace that you will feel, even while there's some chaos in your life, will help you navigate out of the chaos. Because we don't need you to be chaotic, even if there's, you don't have to be chaotic, even if times around you are chaotic. Mm. You can be centered. And so the thrust of all of this work, whether it is Um, meditation or psychic or channeling or Reiki or Tarot or whatever the modality is, the key and the center of all of it is coming back to peace. Mm, That's so beautiful. Yeah. So I'm so glad to be here. And and Thank you, Riz. Thank you. I mean, this conversation has been amazing. I found myself, as you're talking, I'm like drifting somewhere. But thank you for sharing all the wisdom. And there's so much more, you know, I would love to ask. But we're definitely going to do the part two. Sure, let's do it. And I'm going to add all the links to the notes where people can find you. But I want to say that, you know, I'm so grateful that you're offering the Circles of Life online now, which is accessible for anybody. And I highly recommend it from the bottom of my heart to have that experience. And you're also offering uh, personal sessions through phone yeah, so or Skype. Or Skype and right. uh, readings and anything you want to know about me. You can check the link through Agnes and I'm happy to hear from you. Wonderful. And I also highly recommend for people to read your book. I read it in one sitting. It was, it wow, was amazing. That's amazing. Yes, it's called uh, The Nine Keys on, and you can get it on Amazon. Yes. Wonderful. Riz, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And thank you for doing this work. And thank you for you know, following your own 
awakening and opening yourself up to doing this work because I know you're so talented in so many other ways and you know you could have been on stage and being a rock star and I'm sure it would have been absolutely amazing but the gift you're sharing with people is just so beautiful and so appreciated and I want you to know that. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm blushing and I, I send you love, my friend, and to everyone out there. I wish you peace and uh, be well. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Awaken Your Soul. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love for you to subscribe, share it with your friends or review it. Can't wait to connect next time. And in the meantime, you can check my website at lifewithagnes.com.